one of the key difference this conference, and I mentioned my attendance at the conference last year, is space is part of the discussion. So it has been finally recognized also in Europe that space is a key enabler for military capabilities. Hey, Space Watchers, this is Space Cafe Radio, your channel about trends, great people and awesome conferences. In this episode, I will talk with Andreas Lindenthal, Head of Business Operations Space Systems at Airbus Defense and Space, about his personal views on the Munich Security Conference in February 2023. We also spoke about Seitenwende in space and where does Germany and Europe stand. Are you ready? I'm Torsten, publisher of Spacewatch.global. Enjoy this conversation. The New Space Initiative Germany uses this occasion for a conference, a symposium and the Space Night the days before the Munich Security Conference. Andreas, are we ready for a Zeitenwende in space? We are ready in terms of capabilities, in terms of awareness, that space can be an important contributor to security and safety of people. We are definitely not there when it comes to decisions to use all these capabilities. And particularly if you have a look on the worldwide situation, and particularly in the US, where the topic of how space can enable countries and nations to protect their sovereignty and to protect also their people in their country, where they are significantly investing into relevant capabilities, if it is reconnaissance, if it is signal intelligence whatsoever. If you compare all that, we are definitely at a kind of starting point. So Germany, Europe has already invested into some capabilities in these domains, but What you see worldwide since a couple of years already, it's not since one year, it's since a couple of years that there is a strong push to invest into higher performing capabilities in this domain because everybody recognizes that space is a key enabler for reconnaissance, military operations, whatever it is. And this is not yet the case, let's say, for Europe and for Germany. And we still work with our partners, with our colleagues everywhere to demonstrate the essential abilities and benefits which they can use, they should use, I think, in the future by using those technologies. In our Space Economy Insight podcast, the new product that we have hosted by Kevin O'Connell, He spoke with Claire Jolie from the OECD and Claire pointed out that most countries today spend 0.05 to 0.4 percent of their GDP on space. I mean, we have also another number in Germany that goes through the press and that's the 2 percent spending for NATO contribution. We are also far below that. So where does Germany stand in terms of our own space capabilities? You are an insider. You are at the pulse of all of that. Well, we Germany, its industry, its government has developed capabilities in this space domain, for sure. 
And you see as an example, we are running observation programs, observation satellites in the domain particularly of radar reconnaissance, because this is a technology domain of Germany particularly. We also invest into optical reconnaissance, into some kind of signal intelligence, etc. So it's good. But I give you maybe one example why this is compared to other nations and compared, I think, to the reality, what is really needed, not at the right level. I invited exactly a year ago the last Munich security conference. So it was a couple of days before this terrible war was starting in Europe. And I was invited to talk about sustainability, which is supported by space assets. And we had a long discussion about climate change, about how to measure climate impacts. I don't say it's not important, not at all. But what I'm saying is nobody was really raising the point. We are at the edge of a war where space assets are key for keeping sovereignty, for keeping in a certain area also dominance to use the capabilities of space technology for making sure that nothing can be done without being openly communicated. And you remember at that time, the Americans perfectly demonstrated what can be achieved when using space technology. They were more or less demonstrating that everything which was communicated by the aggressor country, by Russia, was false, was, was a fake. So they were collecting huge troops at the border of the Ukraine. They were actively preparing for starting the attack, et cetera, et cetera. All that could be observed. And, and afterwards, you have seen, even with investigation, who was guilty, who is guilty for murdering people in Ukraine, space technology could be used because this is the only way how you are having a permanent observation capability without taking the risk to be personally there and to be at risk also with your own life, etc. I think it was a significant contributor to making public to the whole world what's really going on. And this is something where I think, yes, it meanwhile is more and more understood by the German authorities. Yes. If you ask if this is understood to the extent which is necessary, because we see in communication, in intelligence, in observation, what are the possibilities, what could be invested, which would be crucial for our future capabilities in this domain versus what we really do in terms of budgeting. We are not yet there. It's not yet Zeitenwende. It's much more an incremental investment into some capabilities, hoping that it will be enough. And the view of other nations, like the United States particularly, is different. They see space activities much more as a key enabler, not only as an enabler, but as a key enabler. And they are heavily investing into relevant capabilities in this domain, with the clear aim that in five, six, seven years, when it comes to military disputes in orbit and on ground, which could be detected and supported by space assets, they will be in a very strong position. And Europe probably will not. I absolutely second you that we had seen with the high resolution pictures usually provided by American private companies, here in that case Maxar, also to the mass media, more or less the daily outlook, what troops are coming. As you mentioned, I mean, that's on a 50 centimeter non-classified level. That's what you get today there. And that's for most people, it was eye opening, especially not from the domain. 
One immediate effect of the war was that we lost one ability for Europe, and that's our access to space. How are we dealing with that? When we look back the last year, our highly praised small launchers didn't launch anything in the last 12 months. Vega, not a story to repeat, not good. Ariane 5, still there, I think launched once in the last 12 months. Ariane 6, not on the horizon. And I think that's as far as I remember what we have in Europe at the moment. Are we relying completely on the Americans for access to space? And if we take the military level on top of that, responsive space. Everyone talks now about that. It was not spoken about it a year, two years ago, just in the circles of the small launchers. But now, is that just another buzzword or is it something we really need? Certainly, what is fully true is that we do have a crisis in launch capabilities in Europe. That's undisputed. With Ariane 6, I would say there is a plan. It's coming later than expected. And unfortunately, what we see is phasing out of Ariane 5 is going to happen until fall this year, while first launch of Ariane 6, and everybody knows the first launch is not being fully operational. The first launch is expected for end this year, maybe beginning of next year. So there is a gap between the operational launch capability of Ariane 6 at the same time, unfortunately. And this is really a, a combination now of, let's say, a mishap is that Vega failed recently. We are waiting for the results of the investigation, but we have to assume that there is a certain period where this launcher cannot be used. So which means Europe does not have a launcher. And as you mentioned rightly, there are a couple of initiatives to develop new small mini launches, which are also Not yet ready, but at least they could help in the domain of launching small satellites. Very unfortunate situation. And as a matter of fact, currently with the non-availability and non-use of Russian launchers, with the also very difficult situation to use Chinese launchers, with some limitations to use the Indian launcher, we do have a situation where we do not have enough launch capabilities for European programs. That's for sure. What we will have to do now is, I think, and everybody in, in Europe is committed to do so, bringing Ariane 6 to the launch pad and making it fully operational as quickly as possible. Difficult enough. But I think with the track record of Ariane 6, with extremely high reliability, it is a must that we are getting this rocket onto the launch pad and usable for us. Vega also, hopefully, as soon as possible. And then we do have the right capabilities. During this period, yes, we have to use U.S. launchers. Thanks God that they are launchers available. Not always, and not always in the configuration which we need, but they are launchers available, and we use it. And we do have, fortunately, for most of our programs, the possibility to use U.S. launch system. So it's not a drama. It is definitely a wake-up call. We must not rely on a situation where we are using U.S. launchers, despite the fact that in terms of competitiveness, etc., etc., they are pretty good, that's good. But I think we have already seen once that it could happen that there is an administration in the United States which are not very favorable for cooperation on an international scale, even with Europe as a strong partner. And so relying on the capabilities of the United States only and not investing into relevant capabilities on our side would be a big mistake. On top, as a complement to these two bigger launchers, Vega and Ariane 6, the development of mini launchers is progressing 
you can have more or less doubts if those mini launchers will ever be bigger for really complementing also the capabilities of Europe in that domain. I don't want to start that discussion, but at least having one or the other capability to launch mini satellite. And this is particularly important in the area of uh, rapid response, what you have mentioned. I think as an outcome, as a result of the military conflict, the war, which we see now in Europe, what has been clearly understood by the governments is you have to have quick response capabilities. You have to have the capabilities of whatever happens during this war or around this war area. You might need very quick capabilities to respond on a need and you have to bring smaller satellite into orbit very quickly in order to support your demand in checking what's going on, etc., etc. Because it is dependent of what you are trying to observe, you cannot prepare for it. So it needs really a rapid response capability. So building a small payload, a small satellite within six months, launching it quickly on a small launcher. For this type of application, having these mini launchers available would be an asset and would be good. Therefore, it makes sense. And I hope that one or the other of these companies will succeed in launching payloads. And on the other side, we need, and this is not yet clear, coming back to your initial question, Zeitenwende, is this already happening? We do not have a program in place where we are establishing the industrial capabilities in Germany to have a quick response capability. So being able to have a small satellite available, putting very quickly small payloads on top in order to support military or security relevant missions. Not yet done, that should be initiated. I recall correctly, there's an DARPA or an Air Force program at the moment in the US that they say, okay, you're in standby and we tell you, and then within a month, you have to fly a satellite that matches our requirements that we will define on the spot. I mean, that is something. They're executing it. It's not that they're talking about it, they're executing it. But I think as you requested the programs, programs start with a strategy. What is your guess? Where do we stand? The new German space law was part of the coalition contract. Now we are talking, no, we want to have, we will have, we might get a German space strategy as part of the national security strategy. For me, it becomes less and less tangible and we need it so much. Well, I wouldn't say less tangible. What I would say is the pressure to get it done is increasing. And in my view, we need both. We need a space strategy, which is encompassing all the relevant areas of space activities, being it civil, being it scientific, exploratory. I think this needs to be done. And the second is not independent from that, but a separate task is we need a space law because the current situation where we do not have, let's say, law, the ground of law and a clear situation for particularly commercial ventures, how to do business, what are the liabilities, et cetera, et cetera, is not acceptable. And, and the coalition, this is a good news, has committed to do both. And maybe we see it this year. I hope that. So from the German Industry Association in space, we are also supporting the government in that direction. So coming back to the strategy, maybe which is the most, let's say, short-term action, which has started last year with a kickoff meeting, which is now in the detailing in some areas with dedicated workshops, which are happening in the next month. We are expecting that we are getting a clear 
guidance, what Germany intends to do and wants to do in this domain. And just remember the last strategy on space of Germany is meanwhile, I think, 12 years old. You know, 12 years in space is a generation, you know, and therefore we desperately need that. My fear is, and I can only encourage everybody who is actively working in the space domain in Germany, my fear is that this strategy is exclusively or mainly tackling the civil part of this activity, being it exploration, earth observation, telecommunication, etc. I'm not saying it's not important, not at all. So yes, it needs to be part of it, including launchers also as well. But the military side, the security side of space is getting more and more important. And I can only recommend we should not expect that the war and the critical security and safety situation in Europe is over at the end of this year. It will not happen, even if we are coming to a situation where hopefully the war is ending this year. And, and some people who are more knowledgeable about these military activities are saying that. I hope that. It will not lead to a more secure situation in Europe. We will have a border to a country which has demonstrated that they are not hesitating to fall into a neighbor country just to occupy it. We have China who is taking active steps in militarization of space and is also, let's say, approaching a situation, hopefully not, but approaching a situation where we might see a military conflict around Taiwan. And this is something where if we are not preparing now and coming back to the time frame, if we are deciding on a sophisticated, highly performing program now, yes, in space, it takes a couple of years to be fully operational. And particularly in times where we have these difficulties on the launcher side, it takes time until we have the capability to observe, to interact, to make up our assessment, what's really ongoing in the world. That means we have to start now. We have now to take the decisions also to include that in the space strategy. I hope this is going to happen. Airbus is a global company, but with a very strong European footprint, of course. How does the other European actors see the situation? I mean, one thing we all agree is that Europe came together a year ago when the war started. Now, in space, how do you see the situation there? Are we acting together? We have now the IRIS-2 went through the parliament, this European program for a secure connectivity. What is great, but on the timeline, it does not match anything what we need now or for the next year. I cannot disagree at all. Because when it comes to security and military related programs in Europe, every nation is doing its own program, more or less. And you have participated at the Munich Security Conference, as I did, where we saw a talk with a professor of the university in Potsdam who was explaining to us, forget this European cooperation when it comes to military objectives. Every nation wants to be independent. And unfortunately, what he is describing, and he gave us little optimism that this is going to change. Normally, you would assume there is a war ongoing in Europe. If this is not an occasion where the European countries, the peaceful living European countries are coming together and start protecting them together against enemies. 
but he gave us a little optimism, which is a pity because space would be an excellent example to demonstrate what, let's say, a common approach could bring. Because whenever you are putting an asset into space, if it is observation, if it is communication, etc., etc., it's always global. So it's inviting immediately to share this asset with other partners who have the same objective using the same asset and you save money. Normally, that would be the logic. And thanks God, Iris Square is the first realistic attempt to do so, which is a constellation program with maybe up to 100 satellites where you can have military secured safe communication across the globe by everybody at any time with high data rates, etc., for missions which might be military, security related or disaster management whatsoever, which I think would be a big breakthrough in the European cooperation, I would say. When it comes to the military programs, yes, the situation is every nation invests into assets which they believe make sense for them. There are very, very small and little examples where there is a cooperation or an exchange. In most of the cases, it's just an exchange of data, but everybody invests in their in his own system. I think there is a huge potential for improving the capabilities in Europe without increasing the budgets. I think if we would put together the budget, what each European nation is investing into military space asset, and we would be able to create a real European program for military application, being it communication, observation, intelligence, etc. Every nation in Europe would benefit from it, I'm pretty sure. Europe at least talks about a common approach to acquire ammunition together. Well, I say, wow, that's great. But I absolutely second what you said. Every country is doing their own, in their own color. That was the tank debate that opened many of us the eyes that there are leopards in a German version and a version for France and a version for who, who God knows. So, and it's not that easy to say, yes, we, we donate this tank. It's nice, but then they are just targets because they can't move. Nobody can use them. Uh, and I think a bit of a shocking eye opener over the last year. But coming back to the conference, what have been your takeaways? Your, and let's start from your personal takeaways then to the takeaways for Airbus. For me, one of the key difference this conference, and I mentioned my attendance at the conference last year, is space is part of the discussion. So it has been finally recognized also in Europe that space is a key enabler for military capabilities. If you compare it, I was attending the Space Symposium in the US two and a half years ago, two and a half years ago, where the key dominating topic of this conference was, what do we have to prepare in terms of space assets because we are going to be attacked in space? It took two and a half years and a war in Europe to recognize, oops, we have a problem. This is a good news. And I think it has intensively been expressed by many Participants, I remember General Badia, who is NATO general, who was emphasizing on the need of using space asset for his mission, for enabling the NATO troops and the different entities to have a clear view on what's going on, what are the detailed situation in order to react properly. I think th this is the key takeaway from me that this, that they, it is a, a bit put out of the box. A year ago, I had the impression that I was opening 
a door when I was mentioning it's not only climate, it's also military. So meanwhile, I think everybody has taken it with him and say, this is an important aspect. What we now need definitely and earlier, we have to take concrete steps how to implement that. It means programs. And we have stopped some critical programs, critical in terms of capabilities of European and German troops in the last one or two years which, in my view, should be reopened. And we might regret that we have stopped those programs or those discussions because we will see that in a couple of years, we desperately need these capabilities. How can we turn your takeaways into actions? You mentioned one, yes, we need these programs, but that's something we have little influence on beside of knocking on the doors of the government and say, hey, you have to do it, you have to do it, you have to do it. Well, I think we have to remind the chancellor and the government that Zeitenwende means, first of all, people need to understand that things have changed. We have to change. And then we have to take concrete actions to do that. And everybody was talking about this 100 billion budget and tanks and, and all that stuff. But uh, as I said, in my view, not because I'm working in space, but knowing the dependency of when you want to have a certain capability, which is supported by space asset, what time does it take to get there? We have now to decide What are the capabilities which we need? Therefore, it starts also with a strategy. So let's make sure also with your help, Thorsten, with publicity, with a certain push, that military application is seen as a natural, as a necessary part of space activities in Europe and in Germany. So the needs, the future programs of military users need to be incorporated in this space strategy, not coming to a situation where the so-called space strategy is only taking the civil part while the militaries are establishing their own strategy. Because, you know, the more different strategies you have, the less impact you have with those. And that needs to be understood that we have a strategy which is including this, and I think it needs to be a very major part of this space strategy. And it needs to be endorsed by the complete government because all the disciplines, all the different ministries need to endorse that and say, yes, this is what we are trying to implement. Thank you very much. It was great. Thank you, Thorsten. If you have further questions, reach out to us at radio at spacewatch.global. If you like these or other episodes of Space Cafe Radio, leave us a rating on your preferred podcast platform. It is the currency of today. And if you want to stay on the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global and subscribe to our newsletters. And of course, don't forget to become a Space Watcher. I'm Torsten Kreening, publisher at spacewatch.global, your independent perspective on space. Music